Grund nummer 39, 50% priskutt på bleier med A. Hos Rema 1000 satser vi alt på å gi deg Norges råeste bleikutt. 50% priskutt på alle bleistørrelser og typer. Alt fra Pampers og Libro til Level. Max fem pakker med priskutt per handletur. Bare husk å aktivere kuttet i e-appen. Rema 1000, alltid lave priser. Hello beauties and happy summer. I hope you're having an amazing time wherever you are. And welcome back to this week's episode of the Radical Broccoli podcast. As you know... And if you don't know yet, maybe you're new to this um, podcast, warmly welcome. But this season is all about unlocking our full potential. And we are investigating this from a lot of different angles. And we also invite in teachers to help us learn more and understand and unlock our potential in areas where we still aren't fully embodied or things that we want to learn more about. And today we have the pleasure of talking with El Minty, the financial alchemist. A few years ago, we guested El's podcast when we were both deep into eco-friendly and sustainable living, which is a passion that still connects us today. Over the years, El has become a certified energy healer, manifestation expert and human design reader. She's also deeply passionate about money, investing in cryptocurrencies and empowering women. What fascinates me the most about the conversation that we had today is that we learned a lot about the foundational aspects of cryptocurrencies and how to get started. But Elle also explained how going into crypto can be seen as part of our self-development and empowerment journey. And that is a great pathway to uncovering limiting beliefs around money and a way to learn to process our emotions in a healthy way. Elle was one of the first female Bitcoin investors and she is committed to supporting women to an abundant life. So join us today for a fascinating conversation on money and spirituality and we combine the best of both of those worlds. So welcome back to a new episode in the Radical Broccoli podcast. We, as you heard in the intro, have a lovely guest with us today and we've been so excited to talk with her and dive deep into the world of financial assets, namely cryptocurrencies, which is something that we've been curious about and we want to learn more and we want to know everything. What is the connection to empowering ourselves, to freedom? to um, why is it important for women to get on the scene uh, and all of that jazz. So welcome, Elle. Super nice to have you here. <laughs> Thank you so much. So good to be here. So excited to talk to you guys today. Hmm. Yeah, thank you for coming. And it's fun how we have connected for years. We talked, we actually guessed your podcast many years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like in the beginning of Radical Broccoli, I think. Yeah. So we appreciate your support and it's fun to see each other grow together and to kind of develop into new paths. Yeah, um, so but first, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself in your own words? Yeah, so um, yeah, about, about myself. I um, am sort of a, 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 I've fallen into this sort of financial thing. I feel like it's been a journey in my entire life. Um, started off in a financial sort of focused family and then pushed it away. And then it sort of found its way back into my life. Like I couldn't push it away. Um, 
so yeah, now I found my own way of um, dealing with financial matters and investing and that kind of thing. And I sort of, uh, yeah, began to teach it and uh, really love it. Hmm. That's amazing. And yeah. I know that you do many different kinds of things. Do you want to share a little bit about the other offerings that you have, your background and like a little bit of your story? Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm truly a manifesting generator that I do a thousand and one different things. <laughs> so it's always <laughs> hard to put myself into a box. So I focus on finances, but in my tool belt is a uh, uh, toolbox is um, much larger than that. So I love using human design and uh, energy healing in my work um, to help uh, clear limiting beliefs as well, because I feel like uh, that well, I feel like that has changed my life because. Um, yeah, those were holding me back for a long time. And so dealing with those, I was able to clear them, rewrite them and uh, move on. Um, so that combination of sort of the the spiritual side and, you know, knowing your own design and also the practical, the basics um, of investing together um, make me, uh, yeah, <laughs> I call it the financial alchemist because I love the word alchemy. It's like turning, you know, a substance into another substance. So I feel like I really like that word. Um, and that's what I feel like we're doing in our lives, right? We're like manifesting things. We're alchemizing things into reality, into our lives. Um, and so, yeah, that's why I chose that name. Yeah. And if, mm -hmm. I don't know if there's anything else I can say about the myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think uh, that's super interesting and I love how you integrated so many different tools and you now sort of bring everything together into um, finances um, yeah. but just can you share a little bit more about human design and what um, what yeah what did it do for you in this journey because I think a lot of people maybe know about human design but maybe I mean Maybe they haven't heard it in the context of finances before. <laughs> yeah, so my, uh, as I said earlier, my, my journey of finances was really finding my own way of um, uh, doing things. So I did it completely differently than the sort of banking family I grew up in. So that's, that's why I loved uh, cryptocurrency as well, because it's like an alternative, right? It's a different, a different way of approaching money. Um, and then when I found out about human design, uh, the fact that I'm a manifesting generator, I like to shift and change a lot and love very many different things and do things quickly and all this stuff. I was like, oh, my gosh, everyone always says, settle down, chill, um, do one thing. Um, can't you just stay still for a while? Why do you have to always have to go all these different directions? And then I was like, oh, yes, <laughs> thank God. This is so awesome. I'm meant to be like this. Um, and then also uh, the incarnation cross in human design. My incarnation cross um, is the right angle cross of laws. And it literally says to uh, sort of forge your own path to do things differently. And then I was like, oh, that's sort of what I've naturally always done. I was never able to do it like everyone else, like in school and the job and after college and everything actually always. And then I was like, that also, also felt like a sigh of relief. So human design for me, everything that was a sigh of relief and gave me a permission slip to finally do what I naturally wanted to do. That has been the biggest boost because um, that was the power within me all along. And I was pushing it down, you know, like a cork underwater and it's impossible to push it down, but it's just a lot of work. Um, and then I finally could sort of release and let it go and allow it to float um, in the direction that it naturally wants to go. 
so yeah, it helps me immensely. And it also helps me to understand my clients and for them to understand themselves better too. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I can resonate with it being a sigh of relief. Um, yeah. I'm a projector myself, which is this also very fascinating energy type. And mm -hmm. I don't think I've integrated. I mean, it's like you have to allow yourself to work in a completely different way than society or other people expect from you. And yeah, it's a process to actually integrate and trust that. Yeah, it's not a it's not an easy thing to do. We've been so conditioned. Like for a projector, mm. don't work as much and don't go 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 all the time. Yeah. And for a manifesting generator, just stick with one thing. It's like every time I do another, I go in another direction. It's like this guilt feeling comes up. Like, mm. oh no, I'm not supposed to be doing this. This is not uh, good. But actually, yeah. it is. So, yeah, it's uh, it takes a while to get um, into. Yeah, the deconditioning process and to actually feel like you're living your design well. And maybe it also never ends, right? We're always going mm. to deepen it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's super inspiring for people to hear. Um, and then how did you sort of um, come back into finances? I mean, you said you, your family has been into finances and you've sort of grown up around it. But what made you come back to it now? Yeah, so... Um, Actually, I was, uh, so since I started with Bitcoin in 2013, that's when I began to, I think a little bit before that, actually, I was also already investing in stocks, mm. but then I was still doing it the way my brothers and father were investing. So I would just ask them for advice and um, do a, do whatever they said and not take zero empowerment, basically giving all my power away. And then with Bitcoin, uh, my first purchase, that was sort of secret because I knew, uh, my father wouldn't, he didn't believe in it. He thought it was weird. And, you know, most people actually thought it was a, a weird thing. Um, but then that was sort of my secret. Like I did it myself. Um, and we all know that uh, Bitcoin, uh, of course, uh, increased many fold since then. And um, yeah, so then actually only I think last year I came out of the closet sort of, of as having done this all these years and having learned and studied this uh, and realizing um maybe it's time to start to share it with the world. Um, and I really like the, the, that's what I love about crypto. It's that it's an alter, alternate um, alternate uh, monetary currency, right? It's like an answer to um, the monetary system, you know, that's infl affected by inflation and that kind of thing. And then crypto is this sort of renegade, rogue, otherworldly um, coin, multiple coins that are, yeah, doing it their way and are an answer maybe to some of these problems that, um, yeah, are happening in the world. Hmm. That's so interesting. <clears throat> and it's a, it's a new way to see it, actually, the way you said it right now. It's like, okay, for those who maybe aren't so attracted into investing in the, what you would call it, classical stock market, then maybe this could be a good alternative. Yeah, exactly. And I also always feel like uh, diversifying, doing a little bit of both is maybe a good idea too. Mm -hmm. um, I love diversifying, not too much, but also not too little. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, yeah, the, yeah, the biggest thing, the second biggest, the biggest thing I always say is don't invest what you can't miss. So if you need it for rent, food or utilities or something, don't invest it. Um, mm -hmm. And the other thing is uh, do your research. So even if you're like, oh, El now says that crypto is cool. Oh, which one should I get? And just go randomly buy one. No, always do your research yourself. This, mm. um, I feel like the most, the coolest thing about this is that it's, it can be your thing. 
your um, sort of side project where you're putting money and you don't even have to tell anyone, right? Or maybe just your best friends and you're just like siphoning money every month or every week or um, just a part of your um, savings account or something. And uh, you're doing it because you did your research, you know what you're up to um, and you're excited about it and uh, you believe in it. And then yeah. that's just, yeah, that's so empowering. Super empowering. And I want to ask you actually a really, I mean, foundational question. Yeah. And that is, why should we invest at all? Yeah. Well, the biggest thing is that, uh, especially now it's very prevalent, uh, but it always is actually, but now because of some circumstances in the world, inflation is higher <clears throat> than um, it usually is, mm. at least uh, in our uh, uh, corner of the world. Um, yeah. And so that means if I would have, let's say, 10,000 euros of savings, it could be worth a lot less in 10 years, for example. Yeah. It most likely will be a lot less in 10 years. Uh, so I like to use the example of like uh, when I bought Bitcoin in 2013, I had a sum of money on my account. A small, small percentage of that went into Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. uh, so that larger sum of money lost value over time, actually it became less and that small amount that I increased became more than that m amount that I saved. Um, so uh, it's just I'm not saying invest all your savings because it's still risky. There's still risk involved and that's what's so attractive about it because if it's something is risky, that means there's also profit that can be made, right? If it wasn't risky, everyone would just put their money in because it's a hundred percent done deal. Um, you know, then yeah. it's a no brainer, of course. Um, but it's like you're securing yourself to increase the value of your money over time, rather than allowing it to deflate over time. Mm. Yeah. And why do you see it as specifically important for women to invest and to like, get into the market, whether that is the stock market or um, into the crypto market? Yeah, because it's so empowering, right? It's like, it always has been this man's world, even if you would look at like crypto uh, videos on YouTube and stuff. It's usually men talking really quickly and flashy about coins and uh, using terminology that makes you feel like you will never get it. And you sort of want to give up because it's it's just, um, you know, it's not very appealing, but actually, yeah. um, you know, uh, everyone should do it. So women should do it and men should do it. But it doesn't mean we have to do it in a way that everyone else is doing it. You can find your own way. And there is actually a lot of power as be in being a woman and investing because there's, they say, there's been research <laughs> done on this, um, that women are have a little bit less ego involved. <laughs> Nobody come and bash me now, but um, <laughs> like they're, they can hold more chill when things happen, right? They're more wise where they put their money. They're not following the shiny things. Um, you know, the shiny uh, uh, projects that the people are like, oh, invest your money here. And then they lose money. Um, apparently, women are less likely to do stuff like that. So actually, women have an advantage with regards to investing. And knowing that you have your investments as a sort of backup team supporting you that's there for you that you know is going to grow and evolve over time because you have done your research 
which means you've looked at the past of the uh, uh, the stock or the cryptocurrency you're investing in, and you've seen that it has proven itself. Um, you trust the people who have founded it, and that you know it's probably most likely going to grow over time, and you feel comfortable with the amount. And it's like this backup team, whenever uh, you need to buy a house or um, a car or something breaks in the house, you know it's always there. And it doesn't mean you need to have it there to use it, but just the idea of it being there for you if you would ever need it is just really empowering. Yeah, and I want to know more about, because I have never invested in crypto, so I'm completely new. And I think that's really good for our listeners too, because I think there's a lot of people who have not... uh, what can I say, jumped into this. Uh, so just on the very basics, like what, what is it and, and how do we even get started? Yeah. So um, for me, what cryptocurrency is, is an alternate uh, monetary answer to the monetary system. So that's what I like about crypto. And that's sort of how I see crypto in my mind. I see it as like this renegade rogue, um, uh, few multiple coins in the world that are an answer to the way that uh, money is being dealt with in the current world. So uh, that was sort of the intention of Bitcoin in 2013. It also uh, happened after that uh, um, uh, financial uh, crisis. Um, And they were like, okay, let's um, figure this out. Let's change it. And they figured out this sort of uh, forgetting what what the word of it is, but it's like um, an answer to a mathematical problem. Um, and that's how they were able to create this cryptocurrency um, system that you know that this coin is mine and not someone else's because that was sort of the answer that they were looking for. The terminology that people officially use is that it's a digital asset that can circulate without the need for a central monetary authority such as a government or bank. So uh, cryptocurrencies are created using cryptographic techniques that enable people to buy, sell or trade them securely. So that's the official uh, name. And um, the other question was oh, how you get started, right? Um, yeah, so the first thing to do is always to sort of think for yourself, like how much do I want to invest? What feels right? Always go for super comfortable and start small in the beginning, whether it's five euros or 10 euros or dollars or whatever uh, currency where you are living. Um and just see what feels comfortable. Always start small because you know it's new. You're going to choose an exchange. You can Google um, various crypto exchanges. Usually there's websites where they have like an answer of like 10 and they compare them and they just choose the one based upon what um, suits your needs. Um, I would go for a bit of a bigger one because they've sort of settled themselves and are probably safe to go for. Um, and then uh, you need to identify uh, uh, identify yourself, uh, add identification to the crypto exchange. They don't want, uh, you know, robots and weirdos doing it. They want actual humans. So that's a part of the process. And then you can transfer your first amount of money to it. So start small, as I said earlier, like 10 or 20, whatever feels right to you. Just as a sort of, uh, can you even do one if it feels... Uh, weird for you to make it a a transfer from your bank account to the exchange. And then you can start doing your research. And that's the most important thing because that's the whole empowerment part, right? Because if you would just uh, go to a YouTube video and do whatever someone tells you to do, then you're not really empowered. You listen to someone else. Of course, you can listen to YouTube videos, right? And uh, listen to other experts and people and listen to their opinions. But I always say use your intuition there as well. 
does it feel good to you? Does it feel right? And merge that part, the intuition, with the practical aspect. So what did the founders say about the coin uh, that you're cur- uh, curious about, right? Um, what's their vision? You know, some of the coins have like this uh, vision for a sustainable world or, or some like new world coins. Maybe that's like, you're like, oh my God, that's totally my thing. And then you research and they're like, oh, wow, this is I'm so cool. And then you're, you, you can already feel like the way I'm talking, that excitement, that means that's maybe a good thing to invest in because never invest in something that you feel like, I'm not sure about this, uh, kind of vague, but people told me it could probably make a lot of money over time, then maybe that's not the best thing to invest in. So I'm uh, sort of waterfalling information now. I hope it's not going too quickly. No, it's good. Okay. Really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Yeah, let's just have in mind that the listeners may never have touched this subject before. So yeah. I think it's good that we kind of go into the basics and then we can go deeper into the coins and stuff through the episode. Yeah. Cool. Um, um, yeah, is there something yeah. you wanted to add to that? No, yeah, just the, the, uh, the most important thing is the empowerment part, right? It's the, if you are going to invest in something that you don't believe in, then you're not going to, you know, I can even just feel it now in my body. Uh, it doesn't feel right. You need to, like Warren Buffett, he only invests in companies that he completely believes in. Hmm. He's maybe not the best example because he doesn't believe in crypto. Uh, <laughs> I say it's a generational thing, but who knows? Maybe he has a point, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, um, like for me, it's always like I have a few coins that I really love and um, those are my uh, my friends and I'm going to stick with them, right? Because I, yeah, some of them I've had since uh, early on and some of them I just really like what the founders say and that's based upon my investment uh, research my mm-hmm. um, yeah my own practical work that I've done but also tuning into my intuition and seeing does this feel right does this feel good you know is this a part of my that's what I also love about this is that you can use your own personal view in life that's why for me it's crypto because it's part of my personal view in life but you can use that with regards to investing as well let's say if you would invest in the stock market and you always love flying a certain airline maybe that's a good investment to make because you fly with it every time because you love the way it makes you feel when you come home um that kind of thing so you truly believe in it and you uh probably won't shift that belief um, anytime soon hmm. and i just want to ask uh why is it important um to be- because i feel like when you when i for example talk with about investing um let's say with my stepbrothers or my dad or something they always give me like a hundred tips, like these are doing amazing right now. You should invest in that. Um, and I think a lot of people are in the same position, like you get so many advice. So why is it important for me to then choose something that I believe in and not something that's just like handed down or advice from someone else where they say like, this will be profitable. Yeah, exactly. Because um, they could just be saying something, right? And it could be could have been true that it ha- has been doing really well, but maybe potentially it won't in the future. Um, so what you can do then is like, uh, so maybe what is their uh, suggestion, their advice based on? Is it based on like some shifts that are being made? Sometimes it's accurate. So you just look, uh, Google it and look at news sites. Oh yeah, there's this change coming up. I guess, yeah, I guess they're right. Um, what do I think about this? Maybe uh, what some other... Um, videos from people talking about it or articles 
the thing is that we can't just take advice from one person, but we need to, because there's so much information in this world out there now, right? That's the cool thing. That's also the empowering thing, but it's also uh, a little overwhelming sometimes. So then we we get this information and we not all, not all of it is true, basically. Uh, a lot of people have their own um own interest when they share advice as well. A lot with uh, cryptocurrencies, that's the case that people uh, sort of share what they want you to buy for their own vested interest. Um, so it's like, you need to be sure about it. And the only way to be sure about it is by doing your research and by looking at multiple opinions and looking at, uh, yeah, maybe uh, updates coming up soon. You know, sometimes a coin even has an update. Uh, those are interesting things to look at with regards to investing in anything and also looking at, okay, how is the price, uh, how has the price been doing? Has it been going, you know, steadily up for a while or is it in a big dip now? How do I feel about that dip? You know, people usually freak out when uh, recently uh, this year with the big uh, dip in crypto, then people completely lose faith in it, right? A lot of people start selling because they're like, oh my God, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't work any after all, you know, I've, I've completely did the wrong thing, but actually usually it's just normal. It's a natural part of the, um, the process of, uh, uh, charts, right there. They fluctuate. They're like waves. Uh, you surfers, I like that analogy of the, the waves because a wave doesn't steadily come, you know, there's some are smaller, some are bigger and they come and go. And the same goes with the, the pricing of, uh, uh, any investment, and so you need to sort of pick your right time. And yeah, that's also helpful to look at the charts, to look at the, it usually seems a little scary in the beginning, but actually it's not that scary if you just sort of, yeah, I like to let go of the, I think you you uh, both have read that book by Rhonda Byrne, uh, The Greatest Secret. Yeah. She, yeah. she talks about that welcoming uh, uh, task in there, right? The, mm -hmm. the allowing the emotions to come up. Yeah. Uh, she bases that on Lester Levinson. Um, one of my teachers, Chris Dillard, uses that technique as well. It's, it's called letting go or releasing. So when you look at the chart, maybe fears from the past come up about math uh, or about you know uh, economics in school, about anything related to those topics. And maybe at school you weren't very good at it. So all these fears come up. So then releasing it while you're looking at it, um, allowing those fears to come up. They're probably from the past, um, from childhood or you know, from your family, where everyone else was maybe better at numbers than you, or anything really. Maybe the the red the red color freaks you out, but the green makes you feel fine. All that, let it go. Welcome those emotions up, and then until you sort of feel empty about it, then just keep looking at it and allow yourself to get familiar with the waves without without having to see ups and downs and having to understand anything, but just being able to look at it without sort of. Uh, feeling like an, a person who doesn't understand it because it's actually quite simple. It's like a wave, right? Of the mm -hmm. ocean. Oh, I like that. And uh, I think that's a fear that many people probably have. And that's why, I don't know, I, I guess there's a big reason why many, especially women, do not invest. Um, and I think we had a... There were some numbers in Norway a couple of years ago, and it was just like outrageous how many men invested and how many women did not. The balance, it just gives women a big economical disadvantage over time, which is not great. Yeah. No, and it's, um, and 
I feel like it becomes, uh, yeah, for me also when I started, it seemed so complicated, so scary. I felt yeah. like I have, I know nothing. Everyone else knows everything. All the guys know everything. I know nothing. And then mm-hmm. after just doing it and figuring it out along the way, I realized it's actually not that complicated. Yes, we can make it complicated and we can look at all the stock market news and stuff like, like that, or we can do it in a simple way that feels empowering to us by choosing just a few Um uh, stocks or uh, cryptocurrencies and just starting and by drip feeding for example every month 100 euros or something mm. that uh, portfolio is going to grow immensely over time and if you feel like I'm in this for 10 years let's say um, yeah. the chance is just really big that that is going to grow over time and especially if you don't put all your eggs in one basket um, mm. you increase that chance even more and it's just like yeah I think because it's been overcomplicated made to look as if it's really difficult um it's just really not necessarily true yes you can make it difficult but you don't have to and Mm. i do feel like a lot i feel i hear so many women talking about it nowadays and there's so many books coming out and courses and i feel like everyone's talking about money these days and especially around women and i think it's so exciting Mm. because there is a shift happening i think and it's like uh together we can sort of support each other and just go for it right just just do it. Just start and maybe find a buddy or something like you two uh, lovely sisters can do it together and just sort of support each other and, you know, take the first steps because that's mm-hmm. usually the biggest hurdle. The first step. Um, I had one client who said she had tried to set up a crypto exchange for a long time, but never really followed through. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, and then after she did it, after she finally did it, it was mainly it was just a mindset thing, right? It was just this fear of actually doing it. It held her back. And then finally just doing it, she's like, oh, my gosh, this isn't so bad. I can do this. And now she's all excited about it. <laughs> that's so fun. Yeah, that's how it should feel, I guess. Like, not like a big draining task or something that we don't want to do, but we feel like we have to, but something that excites us and something that makes us feel better. <laughs> Exactly. And that's why starting small is like the most golden, golden gift you can give yourself with this. Because we if you make it this huge thing, I invest, it's like, oh, my gosh, no, I'm just curious about investing. And I'm looking at it and I'm dipping my toe in because I'm excited about it. And it would be cool if, you know, if I would have started 10 years ago, but I didn't. But, you know, there's still a lot of opportunities for the next 10 years. So let's just do this. Let's start reading about it a little bit. And whenever I feel those fears coming up or whenever I feel bored when someone is talking, I just know, okay, this person who's talking is not for me. I'm going on to the next. And there's so many people nowadays who explain it in a you know, more informal, approachable manner, um, you know, without all the complicated terms and stuff. And you're just like, oh, I got this. I can do this. Mm. And you can. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because that is actually one of my limiting beliefs to jumping into crypto is that I feel like it's too late because uh, yeah. I learned about this back in 2016 when I was uh, studying finance and economics and I was on exchange and I got the opportunity to choose this subject, which was about cryptocurrencies and bitcoins and all of these different types of assets. So they got a really nice introduction to it there, but it felt too early back then. And then yeah. I've just been following along, people talking about it. And here in Portugal, where we live now, it's really, really big. And people talk about crypto a lot. But still, every time in the back of my mind is this feeling of, oh, I feel like I'm, I'm too late. 
which is making me even more late every day that, that passes by yeah. to just jump in. And do you have any tips on changing yeah. specifically that limiting belief? Yeah, well, one thing you can do, and that has helped me as well, because I was like, okay, yeah, I bought those coins in uh, 2013, I'm sticking to them, and uh, I don't really need to uh, uh, diversify, but then... Um, uh, someone showed me this really cool chart and it's uh, they say that um, crypto is uh, the growth of crypto can be uh, compared to the growth of the Internet. So let's think back to when the Internet sort of began. Um, but, you know, in the beginning with the Internet, people were a little hesitant to um, buy things online. I remember um it was like, no, I'm not going to buy something online. You know, that seemed like the most crazy thing in the world to do. It didn't yeah. seem trustworthy. It could just be anyone. Uh, and now everything is on the internet, right? So there's this growth curve that happened with the internet. And they say the cryptocurrency uh, growth curve is similar to uh, the internet. So obviously cryptocurrency started much later than the internet. So that would mean that we're still definitely not um, in the sort of you know, uh, saturation area of the cryptocurrency, there's still a lot of potential and growth happening. Mm. So that is one uh, practical thing that helps me to think, yeah, no, wait, this is a, you know, we're at the, still at the beginning. Um, there's still a lot happening and shifting and changing. And there's still, you know, uh, a lot of potential for uh, big changes to come up. Um, and other than that, I would say, yeah, if there's limiting beliefs around that, it's like a little bit of FOMO too, right? Oh, if only I would have done it then. And I hear so many people say that. But uh, usually if you look at the charts, so if you would go and zoom out, at, if you would look at the those waves that I talked about, mm. this is a little bit uh, maybe too advanced to uh, start off with. But if you can look at like, for example, crypto, uh, a Bitcoin uh, currency, uh, they have had uh, they have a proven sort of track record of 10 years, right? So the likelihood of that suddenly changing and going away is actually very slim. Um, but if there's a coin that's quite new and uh, still proving itself, yeah, there's a bigger risk of it maybe not making it, right? So mm. if you want to feel secure about um, uh, the coin going somewhere, then choose one that has a proven record already because it's most likely not going to suddenly fade off into oblivion or something unless you feel like oh there's this new coin I think it's so cute um, <laughs> and go for it right but I wouldn't say put most of your money there uh, that doesn't seem like the uh, best thing to do if someone says put all your money here then that's usually not the best thing to do hmm. I don't know if that answers your question but yeah, 100%. Yeah, it was really reassuring to, to see it in that way. And uh, it is like so many other things in life, such a good way to poke out and find things that we hold ourselves back through, like the thoughts, thought patterns and beliefs, because it's not, I mean, we see these beliefs here, but we can apply them to anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what is the uh... Remember that the limiting beliefs are only there to protect you. So it's trying to keep you safe because it's probably scary to your subconscious. Your subconscious yeah. is probably like, it's dangerous. Don't go there. It's too late. <laughs> alert, alert, alert. And actually, that's why starting small, it's like, okay, cool. I understand your fear. Totally fine. But let's just start with 10 euros then. Yeah. And it's something in building that self-confidence to showing yourself through that action what the result can be. And then you can kind of add more later and get a bigger re reward 
exactly. If you take one step, then it's like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm here. I did it. Wow, it's not so scary. Yeah. And then you start reading more and more, and then you're like, you get more and more excited about it, and then you can, yeah, let it flow. But uh, that first dipping your toe in is maybe the biggest step, and uh, that's where those uh, ten euros or five euros or whatever amount feels comfortable to you is uh, going to be huge. Uh, I just want to say you can do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm feeling better about it already. Nice. Which is great. Um, and there's something I wanted to ask you, which you talk so beautifully about in your Instagram, which is the unwavering mind. Ah, yeah. Yeah, that's really funny because um, that is actually what I think makes me a good investor. And uh, it's something that uh, I've had to learn and took me a long time. I think you both have been. And it's also like uh, I love uh, you probably have a lot of listeners who are spiritual and into personal development and that kind of thing. And I would say you already have a huge advantage on the rest because you've already been doing the work on your mindset, on your belief system um, and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. So that's going to put you actually in a more empowered version uh, than other people who are maybe, you know, get angry and uh, traffic. And uh, <laughs> even if you get angry at traffic, I maybe get angry in traffic sometimes still. But um, uh, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, <laughs> um, being, uh, yeah, chill and aware about yourself, knowing your own patterns, knowing where your faults are and all this kind of stuff, the awareness within yourself, that's going to give you a, a huge advantage. Uh, so that's uh, something that you already most likely have uh, for the listeners and you both definitely do. And um, so the unwavering thing is um, if you would, for example, uh, have a stock and you um, see it go down because it's new and you put money in and it's going, you just bought it and it starts to go down immediately. Mm. Um, so being unwavering would mean, no, I have done my research. I know what I'm investing in. I know that I'm in this for the long term. So I know that there's sometimes... Uh, Uh, moments that it's going to go below that I purchased it, but I'm going to trust that in the time that I'm going to hold it for, let's just say 10 years, uh, that is going to increase. Um, so by being unwavering, by not freaking out, by knowing this practically, but also understanding that um, these emotions might come up and be able to let them go, um, you know, meditating, being chill, uh, being in nature, um, those are going to give you advantages of not having to punch the door or the wall when your stock or cryptocurrency goes down. Because that's, I think most, uh, probably all, but I don't know if all have said this, but um, say that the most important thing is the psychology behind investing. It's being able to, uh, to understand what is happening and to not freak out and not, you know, punch that wall. <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> such, you can apply again, apply this to so many things. Yeah. I really like the way you see that. And it's also a good way to get a lot of emotions released <laughs> because we'll probably be a bit triggered along the way. Exactly. And that's why it's also, um, when you start small, you can watch those emotions come up. And every time you go bigger, maybe other emotions are going to come up because there's a different... Um, intensity uh, revolving around that amount of money that maybe is more uncomfortable to you so that you keep doing this work you keep letting it go or releasing or welcoming whatever you want to call it and mm -hmm. um, sitting with those emotions that are coming up and realizing that they're just there to protect you um, so awareness really is the key and it's yeah. going to really set you up for success and how if we want to like 
feel inspired after listening to this podcast and when I get started, how do we actually do it? Is there one one place, one website to sign up for? Is it multiple? There's multiple, yeah. I would just Google um, crypto exchanges and choose mm -hmm. one of the ones that you feel like suit your requirements. So most likely you'll be a little bit of a beginner. So then you don't want one that's too complicated, although I wouldn't say most of them are. And um, just get your identification in there and transfer your first euro or 10 uh, to the account. And then that that's already like the foundation, right? You're like, okay, I already did it. And then you can sort of be an investor without actually investing. You don't even have to buy a coin yet. You can just look around and look at the, they have usually um, the coin, the exchanges have some uh, information about coins. You can click on it and look around and you can sort of start shopping and start researching from there. But then you at least have the sort of the first basis in place and you mm -hmm. have a small amount there that you can invest once you feel like, okay, now I know this is, this is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. So basically, I would go in, sign up, and then start to use my intuition on what feels good to buy, and then yeah. read, read up on it. Yeah, exactly. I always use my intuition first. Uh, sometimes mm -hmm. it's just a, a nice sounding name, like um, I just the, and the the name appeals to me, and then I research it. Sometimes it's like, okay, it has a cool name, but it's not cool. Um, yeah, and then I just uh, keep going, and then it's like uh, also listening to your intuition when you're reading up on it, right? When you listen uh, or uh, read up on what the founders or the people who are behind the coin, what their intention are behind it. Yeah, and then you can be like, oh, that's totally that totally vibes with my vision for the world, and then it's like, yeah, you can just feel that excitement. Then it's like, yeah, that's maybe a good investment to make, but also look again at. What kind of track record does it have? It could have all these beautiful words, but maybe it hasn't been on the market that long. So then look at the chart just to see how many years has it been here? How has it proven itself already? And um, where can I maybe see it going? Mm. What can we use the Bitcoin for other than being our investment? I know there are some places you can pay with Bitcoin. Is that still yeah. a thing? And is it growing? Do you see it? It's yeah, it's still a thing and it's still growing. I feel like Bitcoin is not the, with the Lightning uh, network, it is, it's quite, uh, it's more possible to make um, transactions with it because it used to be quite expensive uh, mm -hmm. without the Lightning network. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't use Bitcoin for uh, um, transactions. I would personally say I prefer other coins that are more focused on transactions um, than Bitcoin itself. I really see Bitcoin as like gold. Um, we wouldn't go into a store and just put gold down and pay with it. Um, <laughs> but there are uh, really cool currencies out there that are really trying to make it this really, um, yeah, a really an exchange to just, you know, pay your coach or your uh, shoes with but that's still in its growing phase. So that also shows that there's still a lot of potential there, right? Because it's not really nestled yet there. There's still a lot of people who are like into the crypto world that probably use it as a currency, but it's not that common yet. Hmm. But that's where we would like it to see it go, right? Yeah, I did also in Costa Rica and San Teresa, there were so many people <laughs> talking about Bitcoin. And I think it was huge there also because a lot of... Um, the international crowd there came from countries where you don't have the level of trust in the government that yeah. we experience, for example, in Norway. And so I think that maybe also is another uh, level of sort of feeling like you're in control or taking back. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's totally it. Finance. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, also the countries where they've made Bitcoin uh, uh, super available, uh, like El Salvador, Mm. They're countries where the monetary system isn't as strong as like, you know, Norway or the Netherlands probably won't say, okay, Bitcoin's our <laughs> currency, main currency now, because then they screw their own currency, right? Um, yeah. But the countries like there, they're doing it. And that's, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. It's a, They see it as an opportunity to, you know, be maybe more financially stable. So that's mm. a good sign, I would say. Yeah, mm. yeah, I think so too. Um, well, thank you so much. I'm feeling very inspired right now to start an account, or if that's what it's called, an account, <laughs> and to start small and just get into it. So, you know, I can experience what it feels like to, uh, for me. And I'm going to really remember what you said about the emotions coming up, um, because I was really also one of those in school that was really bad at math, but I've always loved investing i invest in funds for example oh, cool. and i think it's super cool to see them grow and especially when i invest in things that i really believe in like sustainability mm-hmm. so i think that this can be like the new i think it's gonna feel really really good and really like a good learning like i love expanding and learning in this way so i'm very grateful for all of your tips and i hope our listeners feel the same I hope so too. And let me know how it goes and if you have any questions. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm glad I know you so I can ask. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm only a DM away on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and is there anything you want to add before we, before we round up the conversation? No, I just think you're radically awesome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I love listening to your podcast. I love how you... Uh, to have grown and evolved uh, it's really cool to watch um, I mm-hmm. love seeing your adventures and uh, you're growing your skills and surfing and just being awesome humans and your spiritual mm-hmm. interest and coming out and really sharing that with the world I think it's awesome so I'm really mm-hmm. I really appreciate what you are doing oh thank you thank so you much. so much <laughs> yeah and we also yeah. want to know about your offerings now because I know I've been, of course, looking into your website and seeing that you offer human design readings and energy healing, which I think is super interesting. And then you have this program called BLAST. Yeah. Yeah, BLAST is my three-month one-on-one program where we really go into the limiting, so it mixes that energy healing and the human design and the investing. So we start off with the limiting belief work um, and the human design and then once we feel ready, we start going into the investing. So that unwavering aspect is sort of uh, um, needed into you, uh, letting go of all the limit limits that are holding you back. Yeah. So yeah, I love That's it. Great. And is it a group program? No, it's it's my one on one. Yeah. Sometimes I throw in a, a mastermind here and there uh, with a group. Uh, that's usually about a month. I just finished my one mastermind, so there might be one coming up soon. And then you have a retreat upcoming? Yeah, 13th and 14th of September in the Netherlands. Yeah, it's going to be a two-day money retreat. It's going to be super cool. Uh, So the first day is sort of letting go of the old story and uh, looking at all the yeah, all the bullshit stories you're telling yourself and that you're ready to let go of, you know, all the limits. And then the next day, creating the new version of yourself and really embodying it and celebrating it. So the first day is kind of deep and uh, intense. And the second day is really celebratory and fun mm-hmm. and creative. 
Yeah. Wow. It's such important work that you do. Thank you for doing this and for taking these brave steps and for sharing yeah. it with everyone. We we really need to empower ourselves in this area. And um, we learned so much from you today. Super grateful. So everyone who is curious about Elle, go follow her on Instagram. I'm going to link her account below and her website also so you can find the different types of offerings that she has. And yeah, as she said, go into her DM if you have more questions. Specifically. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love chatting. Be... So yeah, don't be shy. <laughs> That's great to hear. <laughs> yeah, sometimes people are a little hesitant to ask, but just go bring it on. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now we know that. So we can just do it. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much. Day. I love Thank being you. here. Have a beautiful day. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Talk soon. Bye, lovelies. Bye. 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 Har du ett enkelt personföretag eller en liten bedrift? Då är er du sikkert lei av att höra mig snacka om hur enkelt det är er med kvitteringar och bilag i Fiken. Så vi ger oss här vi. För vi liker enkelt. Fiken, superenkelt redskap.